right, so welcome to Unsigned 518. I'm here with Irod of Irod Plus Ox, and we'll get into, I guess, the, the difference between the, the two things. But Irod, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming out. I love it when um, people reach out to me and are like, hey, I want to come on the show. That's like my favorite thing, because like when I first started the show, it was very hard the legwork to like get everybody's attention to be like, Hey, do you want to come on? And you were like, Hey, I want to come on the show. And I'm like, sweet. That's awesome. You know, like, so you almost did the work for me, but we met, uh, when did we meet? Was it at the 42 degrees show? Um, I think that's probably when we, uh, officially met. Yeah. Cause I was familiar with the name for a while, you know? And I mean, your stickers even been on my fridge for <laughs> longer than I think we've known each other. Uh, but yeah, we met at 42 Degrees, and we, me and uh, Ryan from my band were talking this morning about how what you do is so unique, and I don't think anybody does exactly what you do, so I guess let's talk a little bit about what you do and how you, how you kind of got to develop what you do. Um, yeah, that, that's a big question. I'm not even (laughs) sure exactly what it is that I do. Right. (laughs) So that's interesting to hear. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, so I have a band called Between Now and Forever, which is a hard rock band, I guess you could say. Uh, so I'm a singer and a songwriter overall. Um, and then eventually I started doing acoustic solo stuff. Because, I mean, you're in a band, so, you know, it's it can kind of be a pain in the ass to keep together people. Five and, five adults <laughs> that have their own lives. Yeah, yeah it's tough. It's the yeah. hardest thing about it. Or even two or three, right. you know, especially if we're talking. I grew up in the, in the punk rock scene, so, you know, not all of us finished school or held jobs. So, I mean, showing up to a place is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... Eventually, I got the confidence to, you know, do the singer-songwriter acoustic solo thing. So I got into that. Um, And I had this big idea where I would maybe turn that into a band. And in my head, that was the auxiliary because it sounds like a group of people or like an auxiliary cable. Um, And over time, that kind of turned into the latter. So I started making my own backing tracks because I just had to press play for those. Right. And uh, that's where Irod plus Aux came from. I eventually shortened it to Irod plus Aux because auxiliary is a long word. <laughs> and it's harder to spell than you might think. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, no, no. Oh, wait. Yeah, it might be. Two L's is <laughs> Um. So do you differentiate between Irod? And Irod plus Ox, essentially. They're different projects, different vehicles, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just came up with my own nickname as Irod, so I just like to be called that rather than Rodney, if I can get people to do that. Yeah. And or- you can. That's the beauty of, that's the beauty of uh, you know, being in the scene is that you can just be like, Hey, this is what's going on and this is who I am and like you know. Yeah, it was inspired by the word iPod. <laughs> back, nice. back when that was a thing. And everything turned to I this, I robot, I whatever. I was like, I could be I Rod because right. I am Rod. So yeah. here we are. Um, but yeah. So when you were at 
uh, the show that we played with you, we noticed that, you know, like the, you said like the just play, push play stuff, like the stuff that you had pre-produced and were singing along to, and you had like the video element behind it. And it was just so wild that you were, you know, it was you singing in the room live, but it was so perfectly synced up to the video that was being shown behind you that it was like, I don't know, it was like this weird, like that's what, to me, what made it unique. I'm like, I've never fucking seen this before, you know, no one's ever done this before, I guess. Like, Oh, that's cool to hear. You know, it's nice to see people actually pay attention to, because I, I did put a lot of time into that, so... I'm in this weird transition right now where most of the stuff I used to do started on acoustic guitar, right? right? And I program all the other stuff. And I still do that sometimes, but my last record that I put out was called Sad Bish. And it was more like sad boy, emo, hip hop inspired. And not only did I not write all the parts, I did some collaborations, but I didn't even know how to play a lot of the stuff. So I just said, we're going to do just backing tracks because we can get away with that. A lot of sure. people don't even sing their own music anymore. Right. Um, but also I go under the name DJ Irod because I DJ a lot. So that's where a lot of the video stuff came into play because I'm a VJ as well. And I've been working with video on YouTube since like 2016. So I'm like, how can we make this a little less lame and seem maybe a little less like karaoke? And that was the answer. I'm like, I have all these YouTube videos that I'm right. making already. Why don't we just bring them with me, basically? Yeah, it was just wild, to, like I said, to watch you and then watch the video and be like, it's just so, it was so synced up. It was like a very immersive experience, you know? Like, yeah, really it gives me that. something to lean on, too. I miss that about having a whole band. It's not the same by yourself. No. <laughs> no, very, very vulnerable by yourself. So... What got us talking about you this morning is me and Ryan were hanging out having coffee because he lives right near me. But uh, I had heard this quote that was like, you know, don't try to be the best at something. Try to be the only something. And like, that's what got us. I'm like, you know, because name me another person in the 518 or beyond that's doing what you're doing. Taking that elements of singer songwriter, taking the elements of punk, taking the DJ elements, taking the video elements and roll it like. I guess when like it was a point when you were like, this is what I'm doing. Or did you just fall into it and, you know? I, I kind of fell into it. I think like uh, most of the world during the whole COVID thing, when we were locked down, I just started writing a, a ton of shit. Um, and I was able to branch out under different styles. And then I was, you know, you used to have to kind of like do the same thing because God forbid you do something off brand. Uh, but now people with the way we release music as singles more than albums, it's kind of shifting, which is great. And then also I realized if you don't really have much of a audience, which I don't, then it doesn't fuck matter anyways. Right. So I'm like, I can just do this. And I've been listening to a band called Nothing Nowhere for a good four or five years. And it's my biggest inspiration. And he's like, you know, emo rap, sad boy. It's it's like this, I don't know. It was before emo was cool again. It right. was starting to be cool again, but with a different twist. And then you had your little peeps and whatever. And I was like, I could do that. And if it's horrible, it doesn't matter. Right. So then I just did it. Yeah, that's all. And I mean, that's the other thing that I like about, you know, because I didn't start 
making my own original music until just a few years ago, other than, you know, acoustic stuff that nobody ever heard. But like the availability for you to DIY your shit and release it as yourself, distribute it how you want it is unfathomable even like 10 years ago you know like the oh i'm gonna make a song in my garage and put it on spotify and realistically you know people in germany will listen to your song you know like when you look at the analytics you're like fuck man there's like people in all these you know that are just listening to my music that's a such a trip so when you say like oh you know you don't have much of an audience i bet you do that, you know, like it's very strange. It's very strange. Like to, you know, cause I mean, we only have two dozen, three dozen monthly listeners at best, but some of them are from weird foreign countries, which is well, not weird. like the country, but like, it's weird to think yeah. that music we make for ourselves can be heard by anybody in the world. Yeah. The, the internet is full of, a lot of different people and some of them are actually real right right <laughs> it's right. just weird to think about like i i have people that i've been that i've met through music and in, in youtube that i've been i have a relationship over years that i've never met in real life right. and i feel like those are real people but i'm just really skeptical like i think everything is a bot <laughs> yeah and especially with the way shit is getting now like with all the ai and like and all that stuff. You know, the good thing is, is like people, I've heard people talking that like, you know, AI is going to fuck up music and art, but like AI is just not very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to take over anything because like AI art, you take one look at it and you're like, Ugh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a computer made that, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about the AI taking over. Uh, but anyway, we're probably at that point now where we should listen to a tune. So I know you have a new single out. I was just playing it in here before you guys got here. Um, but uh, we could listen to that. We could listen to something else. What do you want to yeah, play yeah. for the folks? I have a new single out. It's called Misery in Me. Yeah, so this is the lead single off my current record that I'm releasing called 1984 by 4. And uh, I don't know. It kind of sounds like the 80s. And it kind of sounds like a, a DeLorean. And it's the story of a love lost and a love found. So it's much in line with a lot of my material, which is conflicted. Nice. All right. So let's listen to uh, Misery and Me by Irod and Ox. And then we'll be right back to talk to Irod. Stop back 
right, so that was Misery and Me, Irod and Ox, and that's the first single off the new album, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you have, uh, we were talking off air that there's a featured uh, 518 artist not only in that song, but several features that are going to be throughout the whole album. So I guess starting with that song, who do we have on that? Yeah, big shout out to Ben Zaleski of the band Under the Den that you guys are friends with too, I'm pretty sure. That's how I actually met you. I saw your band with theirs at Putnam. Yeah, we we love those guys. Like they've become like good friends of our, you know, not just like band friends, but like you know, they're friends of our. See, oh, and I told you, I was like, that lawnmower's gonna be dumb loud. So <laughs> we're just keeping it real. There's a lawnmower right outside the window. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, especially on a Saturday. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we love all all those guys, and I know you mentioned uh, Jason Irwin and. I'm going to give you a little bit of information that you might not have known. I worked with Jason 22 years ago over at EQX. So I've known Jason for a while. Oh, really? Okay. I probably probably listened to you on EQX if you're on EQX because I'm from, I was born in Bennington and uh, I worked for Doxy Roofing for some number of years. Um, It was probably 15, 20 years ago at this point. Yeah, because it was 20 plus years ago that i was there um probably 21 years ago or whatever but yeah you would have heard me i was daytime guy and i did uh eq exposure and oh yeah Yeah. that was my favorite segment literally i mean that's basically why i'm doing this is because like i loved i was like cool and i wasn't even in a band or you know, barely even played any music myself, but I was just like, I want to help all these dudes out and well, ladies. Thank you in real life, it. for real. Like I know you played, you guys played my band between now and forever back in the day. Not a ton because it was a little, a little bit off, uh, off the, you know, right. It, not so off indie. the center line. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, <laughs> but yeah, that's really wild because you know we didn't have Bluetooth in every work truck back then, so right. it was it was EQX all day every day for the most part yeah i mean i was there for a short time and and it was a long time ago but i I like to refer to that time as when i was cool i was like like, yeah no no no, there was a time when i was cool it was a short time um yeah so jason's on it you've got uh ben on it who else is um right now i think that's it however i i still have uh two songs i'm working on finishing so i i don't want to uh call out who i might approach and how long so features, like that's but, the first single that we just heard yeah and that's you're working on single. two more songs so like yep. you're in the early stages essentially there's a lot to come, yeah i guess i haven't decided if it's if it's going to be four five or six tracks it uh it depends on how crunch time goes right. i guess right but i i did have jason uh erwin sing a verse for a song nice. so that one will definitely be put out and then we have we have Ben that ripped the gnarly guitar solo yeah. and as, as he's known to do yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's cool man and I, I you know I hadn't seen Jason in like 20 years and then I've run into him a couple times you know since since being in the local scene great dude he does a ton for the scene as well so yeah huge shout out to him he's yeah. he's like a He's like a big brother to me, and uh, you know, he's just he's done a lot. He does a lot for the music scene. Yeah, from running local shows for for artists to get their music out there, um, 
fun little story the first open mic i ever played was his so i have him to thank for that because it's very i don't know if you've ever done that or you remember your first open mic but i do yeah i was very nervous going into that so i didn't do an open mic even though i'd been a musician for over 15 years because i'd always had a band to lean back on and it was the scary i played for hundreds even near a thousand people before with a whole band and it didn't bother me but the thought of stepping on stage by myself <laughs> even to like a wednesday night bar crowd was just the scariest fucking thing i could yeah. imagine for some reason and i remember when i walked in he looked at me and he was like you look familiar do i know you, you look wicked fucking familiar and the rest is history. That nice. was like 100 years ago already. 100 years. So shout out, Jason. Love you. Shout out to Jason. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so I guess at this point now, um, you're two songs into the album, or three songs that you have ready for the album. There might be another two. There might be another three. Yeah. And are they, you know, you have parts worked out, or you literally are like focusing on what you have and you don't know what's coming before it's complete? Um, yeah, when I say probably another three, it's because I have, uh, lyrics written and choruses tracked and mostly edited for at least another two songs. Cool. So it, it'll be at least a, a five song record. Nice. And you have a timeline on that or that's just kind of a, you don't know, like, when I mean, it, when I, it happens, I mean, I happens. said summer 2023, so I might have to Google when summer ends. <laughs> Um, I think you have until like late August. Like <laughs> oh, <that>. sweet. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I might not release them all as singles. You know, I might drop the last three at the same time, sure. you know, because yeah, yeah. you can't always release a whole album single after single. It is wild how the sing, you know, like, again, as an old dude, like I'm an album guy. I was like the albums and like I was a little resistant to the idea of singles and now I like fully embrace, you know, I understand the culture behind releasing singles. It's like, you know, with the binge culture, you could throw everybody the album. They're going to pick the one song that they like and everything else is going to kind of be overshadowed a little bit. And they'll hyper focus on the one song and like, but releasing a single, you're like, here's what I got. They love it. They dive right into it. And then you're like, but you got to wait. And then I'll release something, you know, and then here's this. And then they'll be like, sweet, I love this and this. And then they're listening to those two songs over and over. And then it builds that way. But it just I think it builds a tighter relationship with the songs. Do you agree? Um, the single that the, the way singles are the way to go. Yeah. Um, in I this, think so. In this short attention span culture. Yeah, I, I'm conflicted because as a listener, I'm still an album guy. I love albums and I love people making an album that I can play the whole thing. So my go-to is like uh, Green Day Dookie because it's the the one that got me into music and it's one of those albums where you Every can put in the tape it. actually at the time. So And you can flip that cassette and listen to both sides and not have to rewind through it or yeah. anything. So I love that as a listener, but as a musician who produces their own material and does most of the stuff themselves to get it out there, it's much less overwhelming to right. be able to just do a single at a time. And then you realize the time goes by. Okay, I got a single. It took three months to make. You got to lead up to it, lead out of it, promote it before you, you know it. Like a quarter of a year is gone, and right. that was just one song. So, I mean, if I had the manpower and the money, to back a whole album, I think I would be more into doing that too, just because I like them. I like the whole thing, but really, 
it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And I mean, it, it is, you know, more accessible for like the DIY to do it, you know, a little bit at a time. But you're right. Like, cause if anybody was given, hey, here's, you know, three weeks in a studio where you and your band just lock yourself into the studio with a producer and an engineer and make an album, everybody would do that. But like, that's, you know, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars to do that. So. Yeah. Who the fuck can do that? You know? <laughs> or stand anybody for that long. I mean, right, right. we're all so connected, but like really. Realistically. I talk to the same three people in real life and everybody in the world on the internet every night by myself. <laughs> right. It would be tough to be. That's why we're like, we don't ever want to play a show that we can't come home after. You know, like we're like, we're all old and have families and shit. We're like, I don't want to go on a tour. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I want to go play a show, then come home, be home by midnight and go right? to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so, do we want to play uh, another song? And I know you had thought about which one it is. So, what are we going to hear now? Um, yeah, we got another song. Off the record, 1984 by 4, and it's called Dreaming of You. Um, I don't remember what it's about off the top of my head right now, because it's a little, a little bit scattered-brained. But uh, it's got some 80s vibes, and maybe maybe some Breathe Carolina-type vibes. Most of the album is pretty upbeat, so it's kind of like one of those type of things. Cool. All right. So let's listen to Dreaming of You, Irod and Ox, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Irod. So that was Dreaming of You, and the uh, album, upcoming album, is 1984 by 4? 
Did oh, I get yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah 1984 by four. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so, Irod, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come out to the Dazzle Den and shoot the shit with me for a little bit. I really appreciate it. And before we go, I just want to give you the chance to say your gratitudes or thank yous. So the uh, microphone's all yours. Well, first of all, I want to thank you again for having me out. I've been looking forward to this all week, and you responded immediately, which was awesome. Let's see here. I want to thank my lovely girlfriend for coming with me today, Lexi. Thank you. She's sitting on the couch next to me, but she won't talk. (laughs) Um, And putting up my crap recently. Let me use her car because I actually uh, totaled my car in a near-death experience a couple months ago which was a whole ordeal that's a whole podcast in itself so we'll save that for later uh shout out to jason Irwin again for being just a huge inspiration and a mentor really he taught me to dj um brian michael who is another big partner in the adirondack music scene for me he is the uh his baby is Gemfest. Um, and I work with him a lot. We've done emo nights together. He's great. Big shout out to the emo night slash game night crew, Mark Lemise, and all the homies there that are just always coming out to support shows and hang out. And um, am I missing anybody? Oh, yeah. Another shout out to Ben. <laughs> it's Ben Zaleski from Under the Den. Just the whole Under the Den crew. They're they're all awesome. I'm so glad I met them over yeah. the past year. And um I thank God, but I'm just going to thank my mama. All right. <laughs> cool. So that is Irod of Irod Plus Ox. I am Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518. We'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.